This is Radio Free Galaxy. It's time to go. This is the Space Age, and we are here to go. Welcome to Radio Free Galaxy. I'm Travis Lee. I'm Teen Komar. I'm Trisha Peterson. This is Adam. Sounded like Trisha forgot how to do that. <laughs> I was actually, I was actually thinking to myself, wait, did he say Adam was going before me or after me? And I'm like, that's, but that's not the normal order. So then I like took a minute because Adam didn't say anything right away. So I was like, if I just hesitate like a second, I'll know. So well, if you would have really given it like that half second longer, I would have been like. Trisha forgot to say she's Trisha. <laughs> to, to be fair to everyone listening, though, our pre-production meeting consists of, all right, you guys ready to go? <laughs> yeah, that's, and like, that's it. And then and it like, goes like Travis, Christine, Trisha, Adam, right? Yeah. And, then yeah, like, and, and usually, and usually yeah. like, I'm not paying attention because I have the movie that we're about to review on TV. Right. So, and, then, and I'm and trying Travis, to remember everything. Right. And then Travis goes three, two, one. And then he starts talking. <laughs> yeah, it, it happens yeah. really quick. Yeah. yeah, so that's how the fucking that's how it's made, and this is episode eighty three of Radio Free Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we do it. Yeah. That's how it's made. That's how, that's how that's how the Pull spaghetti the is made. Secrets. Secrets. And uh yeah, so we are gonna be talking about tonight, uh after the first break, we're gonna be talking about the first two episodes of the book of Boba Fett. Because we didn't get to the last uh, one last week, or the first one last week, because we'll talk about why in just a minute. But we will be having a guest on to speak about it. Who's our guest, Adam? Uh, it's my buddy Nick Barreto. This local guy does uh, hobby stuff with the, uh, you know, known for like twelve years. Good guy. Uh, yeah. Fellow, I, I fellow would, nerd, I, fellow yeah, nerd, and yeah. Star Wars aficionado. Yep. He will be on to join us for our. Book of Boba Fett 1 and 2 spoiler review. If you haven't watched it, you probably should just go watch it and then listen to it. And then after that, the ladies and I will be around for a review <laughs> of the semi-new, it's been a few, it's been out for a few weeks now, semi-new yeah. movie on Netflix, the new Adam McKay movie, Don't Look Up. It's his follow-up to Vice, which I liked quite a bit. Uh, but oh, I, didn't... I didn't know there was, it's a follow-up. <laughs> Well, it's, it's, his, it's his next movie after. I, oh, I don't think he's I mean, done. I didn't even, I never even heard the other movie. Oh, well, we'll talk about that later then. Okay, all right. We'll talk, don't worry. <laughs> okay. We'll talk about that. Okay. And uh, we'll talk about some other movies that he's done that I liked. 
Uh, I like those movies. We'll talk about those movies a little bit later after the Book of Boba Fett review. Uh, so last week, Adam, you've had some things going on just like most of the rest of the world. What's up with yeah, you, dude? Um, uh, so I was feeling like crap and finally was able to go get a COVID test and got told that I am COVID positive. So I will be hanging out in my house for the next, uh, what I, how many more days I got? Like eight, seven, I don't know, something like eight. Well, let's, let's, let's say eight to be safe. Um, yeah, uh, felt like crap. Uh, like basically this is like a bad chest cold. No, no real good nose breathing, you know, chest felt like it was phlegmy. But doing pretty good right now, man. And uh, truth be told, honestly, I'm surprised it take me this long to get sick. Mm-hmm. Um, normally, like when we were kids, Travis will test, dude. I would like in October, end of October, at the latest, second week in November, I would be like in the full throes of congestion until like April, like just all winter long, like in, well into spring, just congested and miserable the entire time. Um, so, like, for me to get sick is like, eh, whatever, no big deal. Like, I've been in utter awe of the fact that I didn't get alpha, I didn't get beta. I don't know which one I got. I don't know if it's... It doesn't matter. No, but it's... it's Probably the mild. Omicron. 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 It's super mild compared to, like, the reports of the other versions. And, uh, honestly, like, go science. That's the only thing I can really say is it's probably been due to that, like... By yeah. trusting in science, but otherwise ignorant ass, I yeah. I, I haven't certain. been I haven't been sick with anything well, in I'm like come, two I'm years. Come on over by you, and no, I can't do that. No, here. no, I'm not looking to get sick, dude. I'm just saying. I'm just like, well, you know, apparently we're gonna, people... we're gonna get you like a bubble. <laughs> like well, a big people used ball. to come. People used to come to work sick all the time. Oh yeah, now they it was yeah, that was totally it was a thing. A thing. Yeah. Like you weren't like. Like you're not that sick, like so you'd have to come to work like, like half dude, dead that's to why prove. You have, that's why you have BTO. Like yeah, at least that's still, what they tell but you. Still, but still, yeah, but still, it's like, oh well, you're not that sick. Da, 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 da. Like you know, right. two days of work because you're sick, and now right. it's like, oh well, and, don't and, come. And I'll be, I'll be honest. Like my my work, like when there was just like the rumors starting around about COVID, uh, our um. Our managing partner was like, hey, look, this looks like it's about to be something serious. So, like, tomorrow, grab your shit, go work from home. Call IT if you have a problem. Like, legit, told everybody in the company, you're working from home for the foreseeable future. Like, the only people who will be in office are the people who absolutely necessarily have to be in office. So, like, 1% of our company worked in office for, like, the first, I don't know, six months of COVID. So, like, I attribute that. Also, to the fact that, like, like I literally, like, barely went anywhere. I'd go, like, grocery shopping at, like, 3 in the morning when there's no one there. Yeah. Thank you, by the way, Travis, for going to the grocery store for me today. I appreciate that. Yeah, you got to help people out. It's what you got to yeah. do. You know, I'm not sick yet, so, uh, but who knows? Yep. So, I, uh, yeah, ran to the grocery store for you. No big deal. I would hope you would do the same for me anytime. Oh, in a heartbeat, dude. That's why we are friends. So, yeah, you asked me to go to the grocery store on a frigidly cold day when I don't Uh, have to be anywhere. 
and oh, I don't need any groceries. And uh, <laughs> dude, you could have just gotten the cat litter, and that would have been enough. Man, I got enough Robin in the house to be good for a couple I don't days. Mind. It actually cleared up my sinuses a little bit to leave the house because it gets so fucking dry in our apartment. And then you're telling me about how you're all congested, and I just like saw you last week. You know, before you tested positive, and like. But we were outside, you know, yeah. we, you know, like we didn't. So I'm like, and then I started to get super congested this week. But I'm like, dude, I just get like that in this fucking dry ass apartment. And there's fucking fucking mold in here in the basement and shit. And it's, yeah. it's just hard to breathe, dude. And I'm like started to freak out like, dude, I've got the shit, man. I'm getting uh, the shit. Honestly, if it, had, <laughs> if, if, it, if it hadn't been for my niece's boyfriend testing positive and her letting us know about it. I probably wouldn't have gotten tested. I probably would have just been like, I'm sick and I'll just stay home. Yeah. You know? Like, I wouldn't have went out. Like, I might have gone to, like, the grocery store or something. But, right. like, like literally the last thing I did is, like, I'm like, well, you know what? I need, I definitely need to go hit the gas station real quick, put some gas, like, so there's some gas in my car. Yeah. So I hit the gas station and then, like, went to go get tested. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. So, like... See, and that's exactly why I don't go to the grocery store, because you just said, well, I probably would have went to the grocery store. And I really believe that I've been doing curbside pickups since the beginning of this. And I've been working in the office except for, like, one month, and we only got, like, two or three people in our office at any given time. But I'm like... I'm like, I haven't gotten to the grocery store because, like, I don't know what those motherfuckers are doing in there. I don't want to be around this right, people. So right. I've just been doing, and I'll tell you right now, I don't think I can ever go back to going into a grocery store. I'm just so used to doing, like, ordering my shit online and going and picking it up after work and not. I feel like it's such a waste of time to actually go grocery Dude, shopping. Trisha, it's really depressing shopping. to me because I used to love grocery shopping. Mm-hmm. If oh, you, my God. If you love cooking and you love, like, being creative when you cook. I love cooking. I love being in the store and getting inspired by something great that you see. There's a really right. great cut of meat, and so you come up with a new plan in your head and be like, okay, I was going to make a beef roast, but these fucking pork chops are fucking, they look fabulous, you know. It's just all guys, that fun has been sucked out, man. You guys shop different than I do, though. Like, I've always been like, I'm not going shopping for dinner tonight or dinner tonight and tomorrow. Like, I'm mm. going shopping for, like, two weeks. I'm not going shopping yeah. again, you know? Yeah. Like, so I already have everything planned out in my head, and sometimes yeah. that stuff changes or whatever. Right. And if I want something different or something, you know, something to go with whatever I got. Then, yeah. like, I'll go to, like, little, like, mom and pop places. Like, yeah. I'm okay with going into, like, I'll go to, like, you know, the butcher or I'll go to that little fruit market place because, sure. you know, I feel sure. a little, there's less people, there's just inherently less people because right. those places are so small. But, like, for the bulk of my stuff, and I actually find that based on sale items because you got everything that's on sale right in front of you. You're like, yeah. what's on sale? You just click on the thing. I'm like, ooh, yeah. all this cool shit is on sale maybe stuff that i normally wouldn't get like i'll yeah. get i'm like i'm gonna do and then i got all, now i got all this shit in my house and i'm like why do i but got dude, all this shit what am i gonna do with this but dude, i can that's... make so much asian food right now <laughs> <laughs> i've got so much kohlrabi right now it's fucking weird <laughs> i just have like i got oyster sauce and fish sauce and ginger and coconut cream and like and i got like you know, uh, sambal and like whatever. I'm like, I could make like a kick ass right. Asian dish right now. I, just, I was, you know what? That's Travis, what I'm gonna do. Travis, I'm gonna throw some Gladware out on my fucking porch, bro. Yeah. Wait about three hours, go grab it, take it to Trisha. Trisha, can I have some food? 
Because, <laughs> dude, I have not liked, I like, I, I just like food in general, but ethnic food, man. Like, yeah. Trisha's drinking some Boda Box one night, watching, stream, streaming some old episodes of fucking Julia Child, and all of a sudden the next day oh. she has all the ingredients oh. for a baked Alaska on her that's fucking actually, porch. That's actually how it usually goes. But... <laughs> Um, I'm currently on the sober train. Like, I'm just taking a break what? from Whoa. drinking. Dry January? You're Who doing are dry you? January? I'm not. It wasn't. It didn't start off that way. Well, She's that's not why. Snatched. So, like, so after, like, New Year's, like, that weekend, I was, like, having this kind of, like, kind of felt like I was having this upper right, like, like, pressure on my side. And I was like, oh, that might be my liver. Like okay, okay, little buddy. Okay, little buddy. We're gonna take a break. We're gonna take a break. We're gonna take a break, little buddy. So, so yeah, I haven't had any. I think the last time I had anything to drink was like maybe Sunday because I was just like finishing off like New Year's. Like I'm not gonna just like dump it. I'm not like dump done. Like eh, we'll start fresh. No, maybe it was Saturday. Dude, I've had that Either same way. thing before, Trisha. I mean, it was under totally different circumstances with completely harder drugs, but I've had parts <laughs> of my body that were just like, bro, <laughs> dude, dude, seriously, man. I lost 10 pounds this week. Whoa! So, that. <laughs> so I'm kind of like, well... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a give See, and take, man. I'll- yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I haven't been like, you know, I wasn't going out anyways because of, you know, yeah, it's fucking cold and I don't want to leave my house and, uh, you know. Oh, shit, I gotta go move my goddamn car. And All right, COVID. we'll take a break. But, no, I don't have to do it now. I'm just okay. saying, I'm bitching about this cold outside. <laughs> like, I can't go fucking anywhere, man. I'm quarantining, but, like, I still have to go move my Still gotta car. move your fucking car, man. Still gotta move your fucking car. Oh, pandemic shit. or not, move that fucking car or we will take uh, it your ass. It. Uh, speaking of which, I gotta go fucking have one of my siblings or something go to the cop shop and get me, just pay for my parking for me because you can't do it online anymore. Wow. Why not? Something. Really? Yeah. Huh. Can't do it online. It's been Lame. like that for at least a year. So now I have to go get a uh, motherfucking. Uh, All right. Which really sucks. What? Let me just say, dude. Like the to have to go move your car, but you still can't go anywhere. Like literally the other night, I went driving for a half an hour. Just to be outside, and I'm like, get my car. Can't stop anywhere. Can't go to like, can't can't drive by Trav's house and honk the horn. (laughs) Right? You know, it's like I can't I can't just pop in at like a store and like you know grab some chips or something, or I can't just go to the gas station right quick and get a soda or something. Fuck no. Can't go through drive through get some fresh French fries. Nope. Hey man, at least you're responsible and you're thinking about Mm -hmm. those things because I tell you what, there's. Uh, there's thousands and thousands of people right now at this exact second knowingly riding around, walking around this country, knowing they got it and really not giving a fuck. You can buy it. Hey, wait, hold on. You can buy it online. I'm on the website right now. There was no link when I went there yesterday. It's I have it right here. You just gotta go to the night permit. You looking for I night did. permits, right? I, like, what? I'll go look harder. I've been sick, man. My brain ain't working. So Welcome great. back okay. to municipal government with <laughs> Trisha and Adam. Right? Today we're talking about uh, night parking. 
Oh, man. You know what, dude? Going back to the whole grocery shopping thing, like, oh, dude, Travis, I'm with you. Like, you, me, and Christine have, like, gone, like, met up at the grocery store to go grocery shopping, not just for, like, a cookout, because we both just happen to be running errands, and they're like, hey, what are you doing later on today? Oh, no, it's saying, oh, well, I gotta go to the grocery store. Me, too. Well, hey, I'll see you there. Like, thank, thank you for coming back to that point, because I was going to get that to that with Christine. Like, goofing around in the grocery store. Like, dude. goofing. Yeah, that's, like, that's like gone. But you can't do that. You can't do that anymore. And I, so I never did that. I Actually, I mean, so grocery much, stores were always, if I had a friend that, like, you know, like, everyone that I've ever dated, like, going to the grocery store was the big fucking chore. And, like, you know what? That's going to be the test in the future. Um, but uh, going to the grocery store was, like, a big fucking chore. I was always the one that had to do it, despite no matter how many hours I worked. I never had just, like, I never just went to the fucking grocery store and hung out. Yeah. You know? See, I, I, mean, I, I never had, I've never had a good time there. Let's just say <laughs> that. Oh, no. Well, like, for me, though, like, as a kid, that was the easiest way to spend time with my mom. Fastest, yeah. easiest way. Hey, I'm going to the yeah. grocery store. Mom, can I come with? Yeah. Yeah. Because she knows I'm going to pack the groceries. And I'm going to carry them in anyway, either which way. And then it's like, hey, I mean, like the shopping get done faster. Because I'll be like, mom, what can I go get? And just like go run through the store. Well, yeah, if I I was an only child, but I imagine if you had siblings, if you were the child that got to go to the grocery store, you might get to sneak that treat the other fucking kids aren't going to get. You know, you might Uh, get to get that candy bar that she's like, all right, I'll get you one, but don't tell your fucking brother. No, actually, my mom would be like, I'd ask my mom, like, hey, mom, can we go, like, yeah, go make sure you grab, like, oh, like a six-pack of that. Like, so I'd get, like, mom, can we get a watch, can we get watch call it bars? And she'd be like, yeah. So you'd go buy, like, the family pack, like, the six-bar family pack, and it's like, but there's one extra. Uh-huh. So, like, because there's just me and my four siblings, you know. But, uh, like, oh, yeah, like, the Swiss Miss, like, uh, pudding pack things. Those used to come in six-packs. They only come in, like, fours or whatever. It's like, there it is, six, six puddings, man. Bob gets the bonus one. Since mom bought it, but like, man, we never got shit. <laughs> well, I mean, for us it was pretty rare because you know we weren't like super destitute, but like, dude, <laughs> we got stories. Um, but for the most part, like when I go grocery shopping, I go for like six days worth of shit. Like Travis, you know, the this a week. Tra- I do about Tra- a week. Yeah, Travis. Travis got me enough stuff to last me like eight days. Like, literally, what he bought me was just a cover to fill in the gaps of what I already have in the house. Like, two bags of chicken, some vegetables, some soup, some more rice because I was low on rice. Uh, Like, the essentials and a lot of Diet Coke because, well, if I can't go to the fucking grocery store to get a fucking Red Bull, then I'm going to need some caffeine in the house, and I don't always like drinking coffee. Gotcha. But, like, when I usually go grocery shopping, though, if I wasn't, like, meeting up with Travis and Christine, like, a couple years pre-COVID, I'd go at, like, two in the morning. Because I can't sleep. Like, I'll go do my laundry at a 24-7 laundromat at, like, 1 in the morning because I can't sleep. And there's no one there. Yeah, it's very weird. This seems so strange to me because, like, I wouldn't, I would, like, I would feel like there are nefarious characters out and it wouldn't be a good thing for me to do. (laughs) (laughs) But that's 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 time of night. You know, I mean, that's a difference. Like, you can do that. I can't do that. Like, even if I wanted to, like, it would be weird. No, but, like, you're the nefarious character, though. (laughs) <laughs> you're the villain in your like own you got story this all, you villain. got this all wrong <laughs> like, like you're, you're the murderer you're the murderer yeah. in this story you're the, you're the creepy weirdo at 3am <laughs> one of us you belong one of 
us. Were you going to say something, Christine? Oh, no. You just seem very passionate about uh, ranting about the grocery store. I just oh, miss the grocery store. Like, yeah. I, 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 go, I go all the time. It's not fun anymore. It's not pleasant. My, look, I, I learned to cook for my grandmother and my mother, and, like, food was always a joyous thing. Whether you had money or you didn't have money or whatever kind of sadness was there was in the world, you could have a great breakfast and you could have a great dinner and like you could always come together and sit down at a table and have a meal and that I learned from the women in my family and my mom and my grandmother that 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 care for your family and your friends started much earlier than even preparing the meal it was like thinking about the meal and thinking about the kinds of foods that your family and friends like and making it for them and planning that meal and going to the grocery store and really trying to enjoy that experience. Think about and now the it's like you buying. just want to get in and get out. Now it's like, just get out. I just well, want to get yeah. the fuck out of here. Well, yeah, probably. I remember, like, you know. I remember my grandmother, like being in the grocery store with her and reading every fucking label. She will sit there and read every label and really think about her decisions on like fucking mustard, you know, and like and uh, and and like it used to infuriate me in the grocery store. I was like, I can get in and out of here with that list, Grandma, in like fucking twenty minutes. Let's do it. And she's like, right. No, sit and think about. It. She's like, Sit and think about it. Think about your choices. Think about what you're eating, what you're putting into your body. Like, really sit and and think about it. And and. And it's not just any old thing you grab off the shelf. It, you don't treat you, your body like that, and you, you don't treat your family like that. You know? Right, and, like, and you can tell that, that, like, that like that upbringing came through for you, Travis, because, like, honestly, I didn't need to put on that list that I gave you jasmine rice. I know you would have bought me jasmine rice just because that's the rice to get. I asked for a great poupon. You got me the small jar, exactly what I would have grabbed. Like, three cans of <laughs> mushroom soup. Did you fucking buy me the generic store bread? Fuck no. You got me Campbell's because that's what I would have bought myself. Like, there's just shit that, like, you understand. Like, everything that Travis grabbed from the store is the exact shit I would have bought myself. Yeah. Like, no problem. Like, Travis can tell me exactly what he wants. I might actually have to text him back, like, hey, man, what brand? Yeah. The only reason why I was super specific about milk is because, dude... <laughs> We have actually a really, if you, you know, for those of you who listen to the podcast, don't live in, in Wisconsin, like we have a selection of brands of milk that you can get. Mm -hmm. We yeah. can buy milk in glass fucking bottles still. Right. That what is that? The Overweiss? Yeah, milk? yeah, and, yeah. And, like mm. it's it's pretty good milk. It's pretty good. It is. I mean, like I, I yeah, that's luxury <laughs> shit, dude. Because like, dude, their chocolate milk is fucking bonkers, yeah. bonkers. But like. You can buy Sassy Cow Milk, you can buy Kemp's, you can buy Borden, you can buy Dean's. Fucking Dean's is disgusting. You can buy Prairie Farm. I mean, you can go to a different grocery chain and buy Kroger's slash Roundies or, you know, it's like you got a choice of Let's fucking Let's just say beer. we don't got to name them all. There's a lot yeah. of fucking <laughs> milk choices. Like, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, like, I'm know. about to I'm about to fall asleep listening no. to all these fucking names <laughs> like dude. You know what, you know what, Trisha's I'm liver is gonna I'm, fucking I'm, fall asleep and need another drink soon, I'm, Adam. I'm, I'm wrap it up, gonna, buddy. Yeah, you're gonna drive hey, me to drink. You know but I, 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 I I'm currently better? drinking I'm currently drinking almond milk. Ooh. Yeah. Is this yeah. straight? Yeah. I would do mm, that. Not even like is it vanilla? Yeah. Is it sweetened or unsweetened? Okay. I like, I like to go with the I unsweetened actually vanilla. Like, yeah, I liked unsweetened regular. 
I like. I, I like, do like the vanilla too, but um, no, I'm uh, just. But I mean, I'm I'm making like like smoothies. Who the fuck am I? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> who are hey, Trisha, you? you want to go to the gym? Uh, I have a gym membership <laughs> that I should use, but I don't know about COVID and gym members. If I won't go to the store, you know what, Trisha? Not- I've been going. I've been going. <clears throat> I've I've been going still. And am I apprehensive about it? Yeah. So you know what I do? I go at fucking early ass in the morning when I'm <laughs> I'm one of the only two cars there, and I do an activity that no one else is doing in a room where I'm by all by myself or with one other person. And at least I get it in, and you know what? I feel like okay. Could I still get it? Yeah. Can, can we just but, can we just say baby steps here, Travis? But like, you know what? Out, man. I feel like even if I do get it, this is how I should best spend my day. At least working out and and mm. making myself a little healthier and feel a little bit better. And am I being just a tad reckless? Yes. But I am actually trying to get healthier at the same time. And I feel like if I do get sick from that, I might be a little less sick. Because I'm a little healthier, just a little yeah. bit. It's a it's so, an exchange. No, no, I can't I, sit at I, home I, anymore. So so I'll, 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 I'll get there. I'll can't get fucking there. do it. Going going in so, negative temperatures is not not in my plans oh right now. And, <laughs> I gotta do it, man. And oh, like you man. know, it's got to be one thing at a time. I'm not like a all in kind of fucking individual. Like <laughs> I'm on. quitting I, drinking. I, I I'm eating fucking. I'm eating. <laughs> no, fucking you should healthy. do it all at the same time. That's the best no. time to do it. No. Oh, yes. I no. I want to. I want to actually start to feel better, so I can go to the gym. So I don't so, like all of a sudden I feel like shit. Fuck it all. I don't want to feel like shit anymore. So I don't need that right now. So, so, so I had a quick question about this whole Travis offering to like you know work out with nutrition. Has he tried oh, to kill you once before? Yes, I have. Yeah, he fucked me up. I didn't do anything. <laughs> he fucked me you up. You fucking weenie! I didn't do anything. I just Dude, made you move you, that body. You fucked me up. You just like. Yeah, man, we, we, I got you right. I, 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 I got you right. That's how you were supposed to feel, and you would have felt even better the next time if dude, you. Dude, I like, to- I like fucking pulled a muscle in my abdomen. And it didn't man, heal. That's for what like they're for. That's weeks. what they're for. They're for pulling. It, they're for pulling. You know what? You definitely you are nice. Ne- and I still tried. No, Travis is not the person for me. Travis is not the person for me. Travis is a person for everybody. <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, hey we're going to take a break. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back with our uh, Boba Fett review, and then the ladies will be back later for our uh, Don't Look Up review. Stay and also, R.I.P. Bob Saget. R.I.P. Bob Saget. R.I.P. Sidney Poitier as well. Sidney Poitier. Yeah. So we'll be back. I man. I fucking missed you guys. It was great having all four of us on for intro. You know, we got some good laughs, and it was great. I appreciate great. it very much. Now, girls, get the fuck out of the room so that we can talk about nerdy Star Wars stuff. Ew. We'll be back right after this. Wait, what? This episode of Radio Free Galaxy is brought to you by Mr. T's Knuckle Shoes. They're the only brass knuckle shoes on the market for when pitying a fool ain't quite enough. Mr. T's Knuckle Shoes. Get some. Welcome back to the show, and Adam, we've lost the ladies. Uh, they'll be along later. Christine uh, watched Boba Fett, but uh, she wanted to leave the discussion about it for the first two episodes to us, and we do have a guest on, so we didn't want to 
you know, get too many voices involved in this discussion. So, Adam, why don't you introduce our guest, our first-time guest to the program? Uh, we got Nick Morano. Uh, he is a local here to Milwaukee, uh, indie gaming, does art, like really good paint jobs and stuff on Little Plastic Dudes. Known him for about uh, 11, 12 years, basically, since I've been back from living in different places. Uh, quality individual, good guy, and... Uh, Pretty much like most of the dudes I know, he's a Star Wars nerd. All right. Well, welcome to the show, Nick. Appreciate having you on for this discussion. And as far as being a Star Wars fan, yeah. we gotta, we, you got to qualify yourself now. You know, <laughs> you, you got to qualify yourself yeah, because we're going to be talking thing. some hardcore Star Wars shit here. So, you know, qualify yourself as a Star Wars fan. Why should anyone care what you have to say about Star Wars? How did you come to how did you come to your fandom and so forth? Oh, I was introduced by my father at a very early age. Uh, I can remember Thanksgiving with all of the Star Wars movies, the originals, uh, the original trilogy. Um, yeah. I was born in 85, so oh, you know, younger. I wasn't exactly here for <laughs> all of it when right. it was playing out in real time. Yeah. But uh, I've stuck with it ever since. Uh, I lived through the long period in between uh, the original Star Wars films and the prequels where all we had were books and video games and the grand mm -hmm. EU to keep yeah. us company. Yeah. Uh, the dark course, times. Yeah, the dark <laughs> times. Um, but stuck with it. Uh, watched pretty much everything I can think of except for maybe the animated Rebels show. I don't think I've seen a lick of that beyond the first episode. You know, you know, it took me a while to get into Rebels. I, I have watched it all. It took me a while oh, to I get know. in. Resistance. I'm still, oh, I, Resistance. I did watch Rebels, uh, okay. but I didn't watch Resistance. I didn't watch Resistance either. I think I caught half an episode of it, and I was like... I don't think anybody's seen it. Yeah, it seemed a little silly and childish, and, like, I, you know, I'm, I don't, I didn't feel like I was going to get anything from it, so I was like, eh, I'll pass. Same, yeah. Yeah, so... Maybe we need to just go back and watch it, Adam. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do it. It's Star Wars. I'll do it. I'll do it. You got nothing better to do right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, I got to stay home and do my work from home, and I can't go anywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So, all right. So you're qualified to talk about Star Wars. So we'll we'll Yay. get into it. We're we're like Hold I said. Or, what? There's there's a traditional question. Which what's your favorite Star Wars movie, Nick? Ooh. Uh, well, it's got to be Empire, right? I know it's kind of the standard boo. issue answer, but. Boo. I also do like uh, Return of the Jedi for the most part. I do like, well, geez, oh, it's hard to pick. I'm terrible at picking favorites. <laughs> it's so okay, it was, hold okay. on, hold on. Would it be safe to say the, whole, the original trilogy is pretty much that? That's oh, I love up. it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, if I had to pick one from each, I don't think I could pick one from the new trilogy, but I could pick a peripheral movie because I did like Rogue One. Mm-hmm. And I did like uh, Solo for what it was worth. Oh. I guess maybe it's just because I like Donald Glover. I don't really know. Yeah. Now, now, when the prequels came out, you were kind yeah. you were kind of in that target age range <laughs> for for what they were, for what they were aimed at. So, uh -huh. what were, what were your initial thoughts uh, on the prequels? Not today, but your initial oh, no, no, thoughts no, no, no. on them. Initially, um, yeah. I mean, we were so hyped to have Star Wars movies. I right. liked them for what they were. Right. Though it 
once uh, Attack of the Clones came out, I looked back <laughs> at Phantom Menace like it was a piece of shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. I was just like, it doesn't have a super cool clone battle and yeah. fucking dorky Gundam, uh, Gungans fighting droids, boo. Yeah. But And then Revenge of the Sith came out, and like I was a bit older, obviously, and we mm -hmm. laughed about it, but we still found it wildly entertaining, and I, mm -hmm. I think I still do, kind of, for the camp. Yeah, I, you know, I, I w me and Adam were a, a little too old to uh at that point when they came out to appreciate the age group that they were aimed at i yeah. remember lying to myself and <laughs> and really enjoying it because they got us so hyped up in the years leading up to them with the re-releases of the you know so yeah. it was like even though i you know i was born in 78 and i, I could have seen um like return of the jedi in theaters or something and remembered it i i didn't um, so it was my first opportunity to see like basically a Star Wars movie and then they hyped them up. They released one every year and you mm -hmm. go see them in theaters and it was like, oh man, you know, Phantom Menace. What is the Phantom Menace? You know, we're going to get the Darth Vader story. And I would just remember lying to myself that they were good, you know, <laughs> just oh, like, man. you know, just like really wanting to believe it so bad that it was clouding my decisions. <laughs> but I guess I've, Star Wars in general has always got this camp factor i just expect but sure, know, they, sure it definitely jumps the shark though from time to time from from time to time but now that worse stuff has come out <laughs> i don't know i find i find myself watching the phantom menace like gee this ain't that bad <laughs> it is a bit boring but it's got some great scenes like the the pod race scene is always really fun for me to watch uh yeah but, yeah, you it, know, generic it, space battle at the end. Whoop -dee -doo. There's a lot of great stuff in the prequels. They're just not great movies. Nah. As as far as far as I've said it a million times on this podcast, but a new a new hope or the original Star Wars is my favorite movie because it's the most complete movie of all the Star Wars movies. And I'm talking yeah. about one good movie, not the episode, not the best episode in a series of movies, which is clearly Empire, but the best movie. To me it works on its own without any other context, so that that yeah. is a boon in its own direction for sure. One hundred percent. So anyway, let's let's stop talking about the rest of Star Wars. Let's get into the book Book of Boba oh, yeah. Fett. We have two episodes to get into, so there's a lot to talk about. Adam, you know Boba Fett is like your favorite favorite character, favorite <laughs> Star Wars character, one of your favorite you know fiction characters of all time. You know, I mean, you've been waiting for any kind of live action series about Boba Fett most oh, of yeah. your life, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. So tell me, man, just generally overall so far, has it lived up to your expectations? For the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's a little slow going. Um, gotta say, man, next episode, I want less, uh, back to tank flashback and I want more pew, pew, pew. Somebody needs to get fucking disintegrated. I'm sure we're gonna get that. <laughs> they're clearly they're I mean, clearly building up to some kind of conflict here with like the huts and you know. I, I think at this point Ming Na wants to blow fuckers up more than Boba does. So <laughs> she's such a great character. She's grown on me since we first yeah. saw her in The Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. I you know I mean you can't deny her as an actress, but um, like the character is just really growing on me, and she's such a badass. I like her a lot. Mm-hmm. Same. But um, I'm glad that we get her as like the uh the co star. Yeah, the... she's she's kind of his uh Bib Fortuna, right? <laughs> yeah, her, her <laughs> Chewie. Yeah. 
<laughs> his Chewy, I should say. Um, yeah, I you know what? I, I like it. It's it's I I like it. It does it have a lot of problems and a lot of things I could complain about. Yeah, one hundred percent. But it doesn't offend me in any way because we've art look, we've already gone down this path. Okay? I didn't want anything Boba Fett. I love the character, but I really didn't want a Boba Fett movie. I really didn't want a Boba Fett series. I'm okay with some parts about Star Wars just being a fucking mystery. That's kind of the magic of Star Wars. You know, is that it's just, there's some things that you just don't know what they are. So you sit there with your action figures in the sandbox when you're a kid and you make them up. You make them up with your imagination and your mind and that's kind of the fun of at least Star Wars when I was a kid, okay? And me and Adam being like 12 years old playing with our Star Wars figures. Okay, maybe it's a little late to be playing with our action figures, but we were, whatever. Um, but that's, you come up with like storylines and stuff in your head. And I just never needed, I never needed more Boba Fett. I liked what we got from him, and I liked where my imagination took it. That made him more menacing to me. Now... That's not to say when he came back in The Mandalorian, that was fucking a great reintroduction to him. Oh my god, dude. It was fucking... Like a fucking five-year-old yeah. kid on Christmas again, man. But I'm yeah. glad you kind of brought that up about your imagination, because when Boba Fett returns in Mandalorian, and he's got his gaffy stick and mm-hmm. his tattooing garb, you know, I kind of... My brain already had filled up that gap. Yeah. I didn't feel like I really needed it to explain to me what happened. Right. But we're getting it. Oh, boy. We're getting it. <laughs> for damn near the entire two episodes is right. spent on... What right. did Boba Fett do with the Tusken Raiders? Yeah. Yeah. And and again, it's like... In that particular storyline that you're talking about, like in, in uh, episode two especially, I didn't need it. I didn't yeah. want it. It's but you know what? I, I really like the story. If you just take if you just yeah, take the episode, it, it, you, you could really replace that character, Boba Fett, with really any other badass. You really could, yeah. And, and it would be a just a good, cool kind of story. You know what I mean? Does it humanize? Does it humanize the fucking sand people a little bit too much? Yeah, but then it's also only one tribe of them. You know? Yeah, that's fair. So. I guess- you can look back at the prequels and what happened with like Shmi and everything like that. And you go, well, that was just another tribe, clearly more barbaric than this tribe. Right. I mean, they still seem pretty barbaric, but they've got their ways, you know, and they've got their, their modes. It's just, I mean, what do you do when you're a marginalized <laughs> group of aliens that live in the <laughs> desert of a planet, you know? Yeah, and some fucked up human colonists come there, crash there. They don't yeah, even come yeah. there on purpose, crash there, Jack and they start fucking your whole world up. Yeah. And the huts, yeah. Yeah. They come mess and... your shit up, too. Everybody's jacking with the Tusken Raiders all the time. Right. Now, Boba Fett, good guy Boba Fett, helping out the little man. <laughs> Can you talk about the elephant in the fucking room? I'm sorry, F-bombs. What's no, go ahead. No, go, go ahead. for it, dude. Yeah. Can we talk about the elephant of this show, which I believe is the good guyification of Boba Fett? Has yeah. anyone noticed? Yeah. He's just a little nicer, yeah. a little less homicidal, yeah. a little less trigger happy than they what I would did, they, they did that a little bit to him in in uh, Clone Wars, and oh yeah, fair. I guess a little bit, not not as extreme by any means. Yeah. But I mean, it is a kid show. Yeah. So. Right. Right. 
Yeah, I, you know, I, I agree. I agree. And it's going to make it hard to reconcile later on in the show when hopefully he has to do some nasty shit. You know, like, or is he just going to deflect that onto, well, that's just the price of doing business? You know? I, I got to wonder if, like, it, maybe it wasn't so much as the, the niceifying of the Fett. Um, it, maybe it's more that, dude, he did what was necessary to survive. That Rodian didn't do shit. <laughs> True, but did he have to, like, stay with him? You know what I mean? I mean, couldn't he find just some way to escape or murder them all? Or, you know, like, I mean, did he see it as some type of, you know, personal uh, opportunity to advance his skills and become a better person? I, I don't he know. He what... native because yeah. of that hot Tuscan Raider chick that keeps beating him up. Yeah, is is this a dances with wolves situation here? <laughs> I think it might be. Yeah, I mean, that was the vibe I got. Yeah, <laughs> she's clear. It's clearly a chick, though, right? That that yeah. like, yeah, for sure. Unless they want to do the reverse chick in a suit thing, like what? Samus Aran was a female the whole time. <laughs> yeah, right. Boba Fett's Tuscan Raider girlfriend was a dude the whole time. Oh, progress. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Well, I mean, huts are hermaphroditic anyway, so it really don't matter. Oh man, huts! Nobody's looking at huts like a sexual object. I don't well, know. I, I, well, Nick. Somebody, Nick. Right? <laughs> Nick. Oh, hold on, hold on. There it is exists. Lando Calrissian who's like mm. oh, yeah. any, anything that moves. Huts included, big guy. Oh. <laughs> he's the, oh, that's how he's like explained, like pre-solo, that like he's kind of like hey. hey, if he's willing to do it with a droid, which apparently he is, a hut isn't that far off, dude. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's probably got something at least lukewarm and moist to stick it. Blech. Blech. I want to think about it. I had to think about hut babies because of that one Clone Wars movie. Thanks, thanks. Oh, it was stinky. Yeah. Oh, God. Stinky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, thanks for that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, I, the thing, thing I like about, like, all the stuff with The Mandalorian and Bet is it really brings back the old West vibe that the uh, original yeah, movie tried to capture. Yep. We're still getting and we, then we lost in Empire. We kind of lost it in Return of the Jedi. Well. Yeah, yeah I mean, but they still kept the other stuff, like the samurai yeah. duels. And oh, yeah. It was always an amalgam, right? right. Yeah. But I, I like that we're going a little bit back more to, like, the Old West style, complete with fucking train heist. Yeah. I mean, Mas Espa, right? How do you how do you not yeah. make it a Western again? Yeah. You, you know, look, it's the story they're telling. We could mm-hmm. fight against it all we want, <laughs> you know. But I'm I'm gonna take it for what it is. I'm gonna try to enjoy it. I don't feel like it's really shitting on the legacy no. of Star Wars or anything like that. I don't think it's that egregious. I think it's I think it's good so far. I think it's fun. It's nowhere near the, where the Mandalorian is. But that's also because we're bringing expectations into this series for a character that Absolutely. you know we've known for so long. And if you know anything about Buddhism whatsoever, all human suffering comes from our expectations. Right. And so no matter what kind of expectations you have in your head for other human beings, when the truth finally gets laid out in reality, it's often very different than the way we built it up in our head. And that can either, you know, you can choose to let that affect you 
<laughs> you know, in right. one way or another, right? I guess so, some of the expectations I had are actually true. Like, I didn't expect Disney to make something where it's like Boba Fett just being a shithead for an hour every week. Right. <laughs> right. And they did kind of lead it up with the whole crime, like he's trying to become the new crime boss in Mos Espa, which is cool. I'm down for that. Yeah. And there is one little seed they planted, but it's in episode two, and I don't know. If oh, spoil it, dude. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's out. It's uh, been out for a few well, days. Who, Boba Fett trades eyes with a particular character. Did anybody notice the Wookiee? Yeah. Oh yeah, black guy. Uh, how, how do you how do you say his name? Kirstan. I don't know if our human flesh mouth <laughs> can even do it correctly, but I always called him Kirstan because that's yeah. what it looks like. But right. it's probably Sistan or Kirstan. Yeah. Black K. Yeah. Big K. Yeah. A mean Wookiee. The, the bad from, guy Wookiee. Uh, yep. Comic books. Yeah. That's where I've seen him. I don't know if he's from anything else. Wasn't it looks he... like he's uh, toting a lightning uh, cannon there. Is that what that is? I oh, think. My. I don't know. Uh, it looks well, impressive, whatever it is. It's a pretty standard bounty hunter, like Star Wars, like EU bounty hunter weapon, just like a uh, scatter pistol. Does he show up in the um, Dr. Afra series? Have you guys read that? Uh, it's either in Vader or in Afra. It yes. might be both, actually. Yes. I, I read the Vader um, series. I liked it. Yeah, That's, me too. <laughs> not Boba Fett. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, no. Liked it a lot. Speaking yeah. of Tuscan Raiders. Yeah, I liked it a lot, too. Um yeah, that that's I were you, you know, it's um what what do they call it? Um Chekhov's law or whatever, you don't show a gun in the first act if you're not going to use it by the third act, oh, right? He, he's coming back for more. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. he's got to. Right. They didn't of just glare and hate, <laughs> no. hate trade eyes with each other, you know. Well, yeah. that's a it cuz uh Fennec Shand also was like Fuck it, I got my eye on you, motherfucker. <laughs> but, I mean, she's got her, like she said, she's got her eye on everybody. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah so. I don't I don't know. Um, Do we want to break down the episodes at all? I don't really feel it's all that necessary. Um, no, nah, not really, but, like, there's, like, it's a lot of really great things. Like, I'm sorry, man, with the fucking Rancor pit. Yeah. <laughs> the like, fake out. Yeah. Yeah. That I don't I don't think that could have been any more amusing and enjoyable for me unless they would have put a baby rancor in there. Oh my Aww. god. Inside that, of the rancor, yeah. Yeah, like and then like baby. have that assassin kinda like look at that baby rancor like alright, that's cute. And then have it fucking just be brutally like, you know, riding them. Cause that'd be appropriate. Yeah. You know. Especially after um the bad batch where they were looking after that uh Do either of you guys have any information on this uh, hallucinogenic uh, lizard that the Sand People have? Have you seen that in any other Star Wars material before? I think they're world building on that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Vision Quest. Yeah, I was a lizard that goes up your nose. I was like, you know what? I thought that kind of was a little bit of a jumping the shark moment, but I was like, okay, I'll go with it. They're a nomadic tribe. Uh, oh, uh, you know, of of course they've got some kind of vision quest ritual. You know, I was like, all right. Um, but I was wondering if anybody had heard that or read about that in canon anywhere before because that was just kind of like oh it went up his fucking nose okay all right <laughs> yeah lizard, lizards up the nose is uh kind of I, that's kind of a new thing for star wars i mean if it was a beetle in the ear and it was star trek i'd be like whatevs 
Yeah. I was half expecting it to like spit at Boba or something, but no, it just phew, shoots right up his nose. I thought it was like a pet. I thought it was like an actual gift. Like he was giving him a fucking pet and he yeah. was going to raise the motherfucker and that was going to be like his little fucking, like his little lizard dog, like all the fucking sand people have. What are those things called? I don't uh, even know. They're act dogs. Hounds. Yeah. I think they're act dogs. Oh, really? A Y Y K or A Y K K, yeah, act dogs. Back when I played video games of Star Wars, they were always just like Tuscan hounds. But right. Yeah. Yeah. Act hounds. All right. I, I, I could be wrong. I don't know. So that's good enough for me. I what that six limb thing though? That was uh. Yeah, let's that go dig in the sand. What was oh that? boy. What was, like, was that? Dragon and it Ta- Tatooine pirate. is turning out to be like the fucking Australia of the fucking galaxy, man. <laughs> Do you think it's like, it kind of reminds me of a Gundark, right? I mean, they're all over the, I don't know if that's what it was or not, though. Might be a descendant of Gundarks. Yeah, maybe a Tatooine species or something. Yeah, I mean, the two extra arms seems kind of weird, but... Well, Gundarks have more than one set of... uh, I think you're... uh, I don't really recall. But they have, they usually have big goofy ears, too, so... Yeah, that's why pulling ears off of Gundark is a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. We're, we're, who is going to be the ultimate villain here? Are we? Are we going to? I don't think it's going to be the twins. I don't think that's the ultimate villain, unless they're just telling a really small story, which is entirely possible. But these, especially the Mandalorian, they found you know, ways. They found ways to incorporate the larger story that Disney is trying to tell right now into the small story. And so I'm think you know when is the rest of the story going to be revealed, right? Wasn't there some musings that this was going to tie back into the next season of Mando too? So like it doesn't it kind of have to come full circle back around somehow? I Possibly. Suppose. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't be too surprised if uh, uh, Boba and his little little niche of the of the of the galaxy at large becomes a pawn in the you know, games between rival huts. Because mm. Fennec Shan did say, you know, there's a hut. We gotta kind of have to ask for permission. Right. Maybe that turns uh, to a new new uh, quest for the the Fett. Or, or maybe that's what gets him back in with uh, uh, the Mando. Right. And you also got to consider, I've heard, you know, that there's going to be a major time jump between season two and three of Mandalorian. So if if that's true, you know, because I I can't imagine Mandalorian going that long without having Grogu in it. You know, it just Yeah. It's too it's good for weird. merchandising. Yep. It's too good for Disney. I I just it would be fine for the story. Can't kill but, the golden goose. Yeah, you can't kill the golden goose and you have to serve the pocketbook so that you can make more seasons before you serve the story which is sadly the truth but that's the way things are made okay accept that or don't you could fight against it all you want but it's like that's the way things are so the damn thing's cute it's pretty (laughs) you know important to the story as far as the sustainability of the franchise of the mandalorian well here's the other thing though i mean you can't really put it past you can't put it past favreau to not cater a little bit because he does yeah, and that's okay that's a little bit. He, he does, he does like revisiting the shit that works. So, sorry, what did you say, man? That's just all entertainment really is, definitely. Yeah. Right, it's just a matter if you just completely 
blow by any time any kind of like ideals or storytelling you know and just yeah. go right to we all accept that there has to be merchandising and you know you have to be able to sell your product it's not necessarily selling out you got to make people happy you know oh, like you, you can't just I mean, cater to 43 year old fucking shut-ins like us you know <laughs> i mean who a lot of us buy toys too. So. <laughs> yes, we do. I mean, no and a lot of movie tickets. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them. Jesus, so many times now. Yeah. So hey, Nick. Um, yeah. Uh, earlier, there was like some posting here for Facebook page, and me yeah. and uh, Techner kind of got like went back and forth a little bit. So yeah, he seems so grumpy about it, doesn't he? Um, you know what? I don't think it's unfounded. I know. No, I, I, I mean, I, I like I to get... poke fun, but I guess at the same time, I wasn't expecting to watch Death Lies and Treachery. Like right. it was written by Black Horse, <laughs> or, or like we're expecting to like watch like I don't know the Hateful Eight done Disney style with the Fet, you know? Um, yeah. But so from the time that uh, Boba gets unceremoniously, uh, I don't know, hit in his jetpack and goes plummeting into a Sarlacc pit. Oh yeah, so which the infamous uh, supposed end. Yeah, that that pissed me off as a kid. By the way, like I saw that and like, there goes my favorite character dying like a punk. Oh, I guess the first time I saw it, I was too young to like feel that invested. I was like, oh, there's a cool guy in a cool costume, and oh, that's what happens to him because he's a bad guy. Right. I mean, then I got older and read the comics, and I was like, oh, this guy was a badass. Mm -hmm. Oh. Yeah, he was a badass, and he got taken out like a punk. I'm glad that we don't. Okay, it was dumb. It was kind of like that. Yeah. uh, that Boba Fett survived the Sarlacc pit. Now that's pretty great. Like, well, I don't yeah, have to like have that conversation with right? anyone anymore. <laughs> like, yeah, you remember? Like, yeah, yeah, I was explaining. Remember the, the Empire? And there's like there was that the, that array of bounty hunters and this guy with the bandages on his head. Well, that guy and one of the dancers saved the Fett, and then the Fett went back. Like, no, like nobody ever wants to questions about Dengar, and they're like, "Who's Dengar?" Dengar. It's like, why has he got bandage head guy? Yeah, why has he got bandages on his head? Well, back on Corellia, he was a swoop racer, and so was Han Solo. Han and him got into a race, and Dengar got like, dude, come on, nobody wins all that. Speaking of swoops, we got a we got to watch the Tusken Raiders learn how to become a swoop gang. Basically, right? I did like watching them Boba go in there and just rough up the. The swoop gang yeah. but you know yeah that's just dumb action sequence of course i liked it yeah teaching I mean, tuscan raiders how to ride a speeder hijinks <laughs> yeah, hijinks and sue i want i i, I just want to see on the fucking script for that episode is just hijinks and sue Right. You might not be far off. <laughs> add, add, add comic relief here. Yeah. <laughs> add fighty fighty here. <laughs> a couple a couple notes in the margin here and there. Don't try too hard to copy Dance with Wolves. But copy yeah, Dance with Wolves. Don't be too close. So we've already <laughs> had a couple versions of it. Speaking of um, swoop gangs and, and whatnot, this has got to be, what, the third iteration of a train heist sequence we've seen in Star Wars in recent history? Well, we've got one in Solo. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then and, the Sandcrawler was kind of like one in Mando, and then they yeah. had one that was more like Mando in season two again. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say with were, the transports. With Burr, yeah. And the yeah. Transports. So it's like so, four. Oh, that dude, was good they episode. are just using them. Using. It was good. I did like that. It, I, I was yeah. so skeptical about it. I'm like. Get Bill Burr the fuck out of my Star Wars. Like, I like Bill Burr. He's fine and everything. But, but his get, face is too familiar. 
dude with that Boston yeah. accent and fucking yeah. start get the fuck. But like, oh and again, you know, it worked. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson. We yeah. all knew who he was before he was Mace Windu. So. Well, because his lightsaber is the one with his bad motherfucker on it. <laughs> oh, this motherfucker! Do you feel it? <laughs> okay. I'm That's not. another reason why, like, the prequels are fun, right? Because like, you have that. You have Samuel well, L. Jackson. And like, I've had this discussion with Travis before about accents in Star Wars. Yeah. So, like, the Outer Rim and all that, all like... kind of exist, right? Well, yeah, but, like, the Outer Rim and shit like that, it's mostly, like... Yeah, yeah Billy's. American, <laughs> American and, like, you know, accents and some, some like, Australian yeah, slash New Zealand. They all be... the Imperials to sound posh, so that's... Yeah, like, so, like, all the... And... Most of the core worlds, you know, yeah, British accents, Twi'leks, mm-hmm. when they speak basic, sound fucking like... That's Canadian, why like French can't Canadians. decide what her uh, accent is in the first movie. <laughs> Right. Am I posh? Am I hillbilly? What am I? I don't know. I mean, do I speak with a Naboo accent? Alderanian? Um, but just, like, yeah. Am I am I on cocaine today? Can I can just I, a bump? Can I feel my tongue? <laughs> <laughs> um, but no. So like, there's there's a little bit of back and forth getting back to the Facebook thing about um, the Fett's rep. I mean, dude, he's the oh. baddest motherfucking bounty hunter in the galaxy. And, like, he's having to introduce himself. Yeah, not I likely. Think... Like, it was only five years from now. He does go around like... saying, I'm Boba Fett a lot, doesn't he? <laughs> he like, sure does. Like... For a guy who went through all that trouble to get well, his actually, iconic armor back. And actually, Fennec Shand seems to tell everyone that oh, he's that Boba too? Fett. Yeah. <laughs> like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. That's Boba Fett. Slow up. <laughs> Who are you fucking talking to now? Do you know who Boba. this is? <laughs> like, is Fennec Shand just his hype man? Is, I mean, is she kind of is, yeah. Is Fennec Shan Jules, Jules from like, Pulp Fiction? Fennec no, yeah, Shan's kind of like Jules from like. Oh, it's Boba Flav Fett. Flav. Look, do you, Boba Fett look yeah, like a boy. bitch? Then why are you trying to fuck him like one? <laughs> well, yeah. you know, everybody. I can I can see like everybody coming back and be like, "Oh, we thought you were dead, or we heard of your demise." And, like, yeah, nobody I mean, knows like, him. <laughs> yeah, everybody's like, just like, who now? What? Like, yeah, I think, I, to a certain extent, I think Tick's right. That, like, dude, he should not have to be reestablishing his rep that hard. No, I don't think so. I mean, it, it's been five years. He's been presumed dead. Yeah, I get it. There's going to be some loss of, like, should be a little, I thought you were dead. I expected more pants shitting from people when they learned yeah. that Boba Fett was back and he wasn't just going to take bounty hunting jobs anymore. You'd think their pants would be filled. You know what? Right. I forgot to mention, um, I, I got to get to it before we close this segment Ooh. out, but I love his bodyguards. Absolutely. The Gamorreans? Um, the Gamorrean guards, dude, are fucking great. I think they look great. I think the practical makeup on them looks fucking fantastic. And I just love the idea of them kicking it around with them and oh, like yeah. being super loyal. I love that. I love that little detail. They're really cool. I like cool. that they've lost a lot of weight since Jabba's uh, <laughs> died. Well, it's maybe like, they're young. Hard times, know. bro. Hard times. No, they, 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 they literally they did serve under you know Jabba, then Bib. Yeah, and things weren't as good under Bib. You know it, dude. Things were yeah. probably in fucking chaos. Bib wasn't fucking ruling with an iron fist, dude. Come on. No, he was ruling with a triple chin, dude. <laughs> he was getting fed. Yeah. Dude, it was and... cool to see the like the exact reason why they're always on the payroll for mm-hmm. Jabba and these guys, right? Like this is what yeah. the Morians can do to you. They can fuck they're you fucking fanta- fanatics, dude, and it's fucking they're loyal as hell, and they're fucking great. I, it's a really cool. Oh my god! Aspect. And they go, 
their their aggression level. Like yeah. you seen it in the Mando, where the one went, like where it went from like zero to like I'm ready to fucking murder, and those dudes just kind of like, came running in like zero hesitation. Like time to start lopping dudes limbs off. Hell I yeah. was happy to see that. Like the. The scene where the Gamorreans come in to help Boba Fett up, and they're just no jokes, no nothing, just kicking yeah. dudes across the yeah. the plaza, knifing everybody. No, yeah. no, no, blood curdling battle screams that are subtitled with some witty, you know, quip. <laughs> just squeal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> squeal. <laughs> exactly. So let's wrap it up. Uh, we got to get on to our next review after the break. Oh boy, stay tuned for that. <sighs> It's anyway, um, I can see it. <laughs> um, <laughs> just, How do you really just, feel, Travis? just stay tuned for "Don't Look Up," the uh, new Netflix movie review that Trisha talked me into watching, and she will be here and she will be accountable for it after the break. But for now, <laughs> we're gonna wrap it up. Was it? Was it The Mandalorian? No. Uh, does it look and feel like it's at least set in the same world to me? Yes. Um, it's got some goofiness to it. It's, it's got some things I have to look over to enjoy it, but kind of all Star Wars does at this point, there really isn't any more perfect Star Wars than A New Hope as far as I'm concerned. Um, but you know what? It's new Star Wars and it's pretty good and I'll keep watching and we'll keep reviewing it for the show. Uh, Nick, thank you for being on and Thanks sharing your thoughts with us. Yep, Absolutely. you're welcome to come back anytime. Absolutely, sure. we'll we'll do an, another episode next week. If you feel like getting into it with us, let me know. Adam's got more important shit to do apparently on Facebook, so <laughs> we'll <laughs> we'll let him get to it. He's a popular guy. Yeah, I guess. What's what's going on on Facebook? I barely. Even I look. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so that's our one and two, uh, episode one and two review of book of Boba Fett. We'll be back with episode three next week and we're going to take a break. And right after the break, Trisha and Christine will be here and they will answer for this fuck. Well, at least Trisha will, will answer for this waste of two and a half hours that spoiler, spoiler that I had to watch. So we'll be back right after this. This episode of Radio Free Galaxy is brought to you by the natural deodorant that Trisha recommended when she was drunk. Hey, you can even put it under your boobs. Uh, okay. Yes, that's right. It's the deodorant that Trisha recommended when she was drunk. Not only does it make you smell like a pine cone, but it also costs you $18. You can put it under your butt, too. All right, we're back on the show for the third segment. Thank you to Nick for joining Adam and I in the last segment talking about the book of Boba Fett. Things we liked, things we didn't. We're going to keep watching anyway because we are nerds. But the ladies are back. They're they're joining me for a movie review. Uh, This is one that Trisha has been trying to talk Christine and I into watching for like about three, four weeks and uh, we were planning to review it. Was for... it that long? I thought it was like since like before weeks. Christmas. Oh yeah, I yeah. guess took you that long to watch it. Yeah, I watched <laughs> it today. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, like uh, I, look, uh, it's don't look up. It's don't look up on Netflix. It's Adam McKay's new movie. Um, Adam McKay, 
let's see. Let's talk about him. what I know of Adam McKay off the top of my head. Um, he has been a frequent writing partner partner with Will Ferrell. They've written a bunch of movies together. He has directed some movies I really like. Um, he directed uh, Anchorman. Uh, you know, classic, Great classic movie. comedy. Uh, Talladega Nights. I'm a huge fan of Talladega yeah. Nights. I think that's one of probably Will Ferrell's funniest movie. I, I total guilty pleasure movie. My for favorite me. is Step Brothers. He did yeah. Step Brothers. I love as that well. movie, and he was in it. Yep, yep. Totally funny movie. I like that a lot. Probably my second favorite movie for him um, is this turn that he's done lately. Is he's gone from those kind of irreverent comedies. Uh, into like this kind of socially conscious like comedy situation. There's still comedies, but they've got some kind of social angle. And that started with making The Big Short, which I loved that movie. I thought it was totally creative. Uh, the storytelling aspects of it, when you would get the little cameos in the middle of the movie where like Margot Robbie was sitting in, um, she was sitting in a bathtub, like pretty much nude. And explaining like subprime mortgages to you, and like it just like would happen in the middle of the movie. I was like, wow, it it was it was like startling and abrupt, but then it was like, wow, this is really creative way to tell this complicated ass story, and then actually like shed some light on it and actually be funny too, but that actually hit home to what happened and what's responsible for the fucking hell that people went through um, in two thousand eight, and I thought that movie was great, and then he came out with Vice. Um, which was pretty much just about Dick Cheney, right? And yeah. that oh, was, yeah. I thought, really good. I thought it was really good. It, it didn't live up to my expectations. Uh, the trailers for it, I remember, were really great. The Some of the casting was great. And, like, uh, Christian Bale. Uh, Christian Bale's just a phenomenal actor who, all around. Who, so. um, who played uh, Bush in that movie? Oh, wasn't that... Um, uh, I can't remember oh, at no, all. No, no, who, no, no, no. Bush. If, if you could look that up, uh, that'd be... it was Rockwell, wasn't it? Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell is right. a phenomenal <laughs> actor. Yeah, between the two of them, like yes. I don't know who was better in that movie. Yes, yes, that was that was entertaining. I didn't think I would like it, but I did. Yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't great. Um, this one, Trisha, what did you think? I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. Which is why I wanted. Which is why I wanted to. I mean, it was like. It made me feel really fucking sad about shit where I was uh-huh. like, why do I even fucking bother anymore? Because this is actually how things are. And, like, the world was ending. Nobody would give a fuck. And people would, like, you know, this is, like, I feel like this is exactly what would happen. It was just it was just a little too on the nose where you're just a like, prescient. damn it. Yeah. Like, damn it. Um. Have you yeah, seen? I mean, have you what, seen his uh, before, other movies? Before, before we before we get started, yeah. I just want to say there's there's this thing in here where early on in the movie, Jennifer Lawrence is in this movie, and uh-huh. there's this when they go to Washington D.C. and the general is like charges them for snacks. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. she finds out that you that you actually don't have to pay for snacks. Yeah. And like she keeps fucking going on about I can't believe like. Like she keeps telling everybody about how the general, <laughs> yeah, looking for his motivation, for, yeah, for snacks, and right. I'm like, I feel like that's something that I would hold on to. That would be me. I would be like, and then this motherfucker. 
But you know what sucks about that? You know what sucks? That was funny, Trisha. But you know what sucks about that? There never comes to a resolution with it. Like you, no, you, you but, never, but, you never get a confrontation where he finally is like, because I'm better than you, or because I could, or because I wanted to fuck with you, I thought it would be funny. You never no, get anything, man. No, I don't think it deserves a resolution. I think that's the whole point of it. It was just like it, it actually kept her mind like probably from feeling like fucking complete fucking depression. That's like why she was always like. She became like, fuck it. She was like, well, if this motherfucker is going to charge me for snacks, fuck it. Like, just fuck it. Like, I don't know. I don't think it, I don't think that was like anything that needed a resolution. And yeah, well, I mean, I saw Step, uh, I saw Step Brothers. I saw Talladega Nights. I saw like those kind of movies. I did not see Vice. Um, so, would you think of this movie? I, I highly recommend watching The Big Short. And I highly recommend watching Vice and then watching this movie again because he has done this better. He has done this better, and I guess that, like, he's such an auteur at this point, okay? When you talk about a director as an auteur, I'm, I'm not just, like, talking at you guys. I'm just, like, thinking this out in my head, okay? If you talk about a director as an auteur, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're of... A certain caliber of filmmaking it's that when you see their movies that's distinctly theirs that's just like you don't need to know Adam McKay directed this movie to have seen some of his work that he's done recently and be like oh that's an Adam McKay thing to do you know like you can like uh, Zack Snyder or not but he's kind of an auteur filmmaker because when you see one of his movies you're like even if you sigh before you see it you go oh that's some Zack Snyder I mean that's shit. like some nerd you know? type shit that's nerd level shit that I don't like involve myself in I'm like I take the movie totally. for what it is and totally. I don't I don't think about like that that sort of thing like I can recognize this movie by like totally. who wrote it and directed it or whatever I'm like yep. do I like this movie do I like the characters in this movie right. do I like the things that were discussed and is this something that would <laughs> is it too on the nose or like whatever I mean you know yeah. it was it was I mean it was like poking fun about like something that was like to me like a very real like you know potential scenario and in the state of the world and how everybody's a fucking moron and everything is dictated by social media and like whatever that's that's like what i like i didn't think about like i don't think about the back stuff right on it like i don't right. think about that so what what maybe what it, it makes it more me, enjoyable for me <laughs> you know it, no it, it does like when it's just it's so distinctly him when i've seen him do this thing now three times in a row like make basically the same movie with just a different storyline this doesn't it it, it got it it got more pretentious than the other two movies did and believe me the other two movies were very fucking pretentious i'll make no like they're but it's good though it's good like somehow they use that pretentiousness in the best way possible and you get some kind of resolution probably because of the fact that those were true stories or at least based on true stories you know you were gonna eventually come to an end whether you liked it or not that was the end that you already knew okay but in this like because of the pretentiousness, I predicted everything that was going to happen. Nothing was a surprise to me. Nothing was going anywhere that I didn't think it was going to go. And so the whole time I'm watching the movie and I'm not getting surprised I think, by the I next actually thing think, I actually think that's like the whole point of it, though. Well, is, is that like 
this is exactly what would happen. There should not be a surprise in this. Like, it should be, like, if this is how you think it's going to go, I mean, this is how it's going to go. Like... But there has to be some hope, Trisha. If you're going to tell this story, there has to be some hope. Otherwise, it's just too pretentious. Well, at least, there was, at least there for was me. some potential hope, you know, where they were like, like, you know, when the campaign was not doing well and they were going to they were going to nuke it. And then they send Ron Perlman up. <laughs> they I mean, send Ron Perlman up to, like, you know, blow it up. But then they, like, kind of change last minute. That's not hope to me, though. And then you also have, like, <laughs> all right, well, now we got to re- rely on this bash guy and, like, you know, hope that this is going to, like, work out. No. And then it doesn't work out. Like, no. I mean. Those were never everything... humanity's best efforts, no. though. You want to see something. You, you, know, you know what this makes me think of? This makes me. Christine, we'll get to your thoughts in a second. Me and Trisha are talking a little too much. But, um. <laughs> This makes me think of um, the Matt Damon movie, space movie, Christine. Sorry, I'm blanking right now, where he gets stuck on Mars. Uh, and all of humanity... Martian? Yeah, The Martian. Yeah, thank you. A, a movie with uh, so much tragedy in it and such an expansive story to tell, but with so much hope for it, where where all of humanity has to like basically band together to get this one man back from the moon. And the fact that these other astronauts are willing to turn around from flying home from, from Earth and risk their lives to go back and get one person who's stuck on Mars. And the fact that all of humanity has to get together to do it like it's so inspiring it's such not, a beautiful no, story every and, every story has to be a feel good inspiring story travis no but then what's the point of pointing fingers because all you're doing in this movie is pointing fingers at fucking everybody and and then and, but it's and so literally what? at it's literally at everybody though i think that's the point but everybody doesn't deserve it Everybody doesn't deserve it. Not everybody <laughs> is stuck on their phone. Not everybody is that pretentious. So if you're going to point everybody out, if you're going to point everybody out, you know, like, give us some hope of what we could do. Because that's all you're doing with this movie to me. It's a bunch of Hollywood fucking have-it-alls that are fucking pointing pictures at everybody with, with, with the privilege of being able to do so at their own leisure. And then not coming to any fucking solution for it. And that's what everybody accuses Hollywood of being so pretentious all the time. And that w- that's what gives the right so much fuel to point fingers at the left and say, what a bunch of fucking idiots you all are. Because you're so good at pointing fingers and you're no good at coming up with solutions. And I'm kind of sick of this kind of shit. I didn't find anything in this movie funny. I didn't, I, I didn't, I thought it was a bunch of actors giving really great performances and because they're great actors and they signed on to this movie because it's an Adam McKay movie and he's supposed to be a really great filmmaker and this is a prescient issue that we really should address but it falls flat on for me on so many levels and 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 the social commentary to me is so deaf dumb and muted it really offended me wow what about you Christine yeah I'm I'm not a fan of this movie it was way too heavy-handed way way too long i could not green out enough during this movie there was only like a couple parts i even liked and one was near the end where i was like okay i could possibly see myself doing that at the last like hour of you know humanity's last stand but everything else was just it made me feel really gross about humanity i'm like well maybe the asteroid should hit us yeah 
I mean, like, I, I just got to that <laughs> point. Like, like, I just got to that point where I'm like, okay, Asteroid, come on. We'll, we'll help you get over here because there is just too many things that were like, like, ew, is this really how we're viewing society? And with all these great actors in it, and, like, you, this is this is it? I mean, I kind of, I mean, see, that's the thing, though, is, like, I kind of, like, view society for the most part, I would say 70% is, at least is like that, and that's well oh. above the majority. I mean, like, obviously, we're not like that, and they're not going to show. No, I know, I know, I, I get art like I, that. I, I get that, but in this movie, it was, it was drawn out, and it kept on hitting me over the head for two and a half hours. Dude, there's, two, really? po- there's two post. There's two post. Dude, scenes. fuck that, dude. When uh, there's the f- two post credit scenes. Dude, like the I like I got really really stoned right when um the asteroid was about to hit and like you know you actually I was like oh shit am I really high or is this actually like kind of getting to me because I'm like wow this is really really sad and then you know the Earth blows up and everything but then they pan out and they start showing the debris and of course they gotta show the fucking phone and that stupid bull in New York and I'm like okay well you just ruined that moment there for me. And then they have the first post credit scene, which was just, what are we doing here? Meryl Streep. I, I got to see, see Meryl Streep naked. Butt. That That's a bonus, I guess, for everybody out there. But look, it's not that bad. Got killed by a Brontorak. It's not that bad of a movie. There were, there were a few laughs for me and everything. But like, it's such scathing social commentary. Yes. Like it's meant to be such scathing social commentary. I yeah. need you to come up with a resolution. If you're gonna if you're gonna sell me a movie like that, you've gotta be creative enough to write an end to the story that's positive for humanity, dude. It's it's Well it's, dude, not only that, this movie is gonna completely dated. Like once like what in two, three years, most of that technology is gonna be outdated and no one's gonna care. So your movie is just another piece in time that'll be like, Oh, that was totally, you know, twenty twenty two in like five to ten years. Good job. I, I don't know. Maybe there are people that need to see this because they don't know what's going on. Maybe I'm being a little. You I kind of. That's how I kind of feel. Like I kind of think it makes like people that normally wouldn't think about certain things think about it. Like I don't think, oh, so, though, well, I don't think they're gonna get it. Dude. I, I think if I you're not awake, know. I don't. I think if you're not awake yet, like I don't think this movie is gonna do it for you. No. Man. I don't think you're gonna get the point of it. I I I really and change your ways. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I. It's it's kind of commercially to me, dude. It's kind of pushing an agenda that really doesn't s- solve anything. It, yeah, there was no solutions to anything. It just kind of kept on bouncing from topic to topic. I know people are on their yeah. phone a lot. I know billionaires are ridiculous. Like I I know that you know uh, politicians do the wrong things for the wrong reasons. Uh, like we we nepotism. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, you know, uh, drugs, yeah, whatever, you know, like, I, it's just, like, on and on and on, but, like, yeah, 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 it's fucked up, so what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, now what next? What now? Yeah, hmm. you know, like, I, I just, like, I, I, I don't know, man, I, I need more, I need more out, from, man. he's capable of more, as a storyteller, Adam McKay is capable of more, and that's, that's where I think, that seeing his last two movies, I'm just a little spoiled on it because I'm expecting more. I'm expecting more. I'm not. I'm not expecting just a, a, a hopeless movie. Like both of those stories, like Vice and 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 uh, the Big Short, are kind of dark subjects, you know. And like he finds a way to to still have hope and and find the good in people and find the good in people. Like he. 
he found like you know. I, see, but that's that's I think that's where you and I differ. Where I think I think that's why the ending was that much more like like traumatic. Where it was like you know they found you know each other, and then they were like. They're like, we're going to spend the time with what's important to us. And, like, that's, like, what I got out of it, where I was, like, I kind of, like, felt like, yeah, that's, like, kind of, like, what we would all do. Like, we're, like, all right, well, I guess this is it. Let's all just, like, have a fucking killer dinner and hang out. And then, like, when the fucking thing happens, the thing happens, right? I mean, I feel like that's how it would would happen. No, see, I like that part. You would would gather with your... But that, that made me feel like that was the whole thing is like you know the people that that are most but the people that are in your life are the ones that are most important but you're saying there's like no hope and it's like yeah well yeah the world gets fucking destroyed or whatever that's the whole point of the movie but it's like but it's kind of like you know instead of them spending all of their time like fucking trying to prove who's right and who's wrong and doing like whatever they could have they could have done that like way sooner and they could have just been like, you know what, there's nothing we can do about this, and we should just be spending all of our time with our family and friends. As just an art piece, I totally accept that. If 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 if, if I just take this as a movie, just a fucking two and a half hours on Netflix and chill, and it's just a movie, if I just take it as that, that's fine. You know what I mean? But I'm not able to. Me being maybe the person that I am and the place I am in life and the time it is now... Maybe I'm just not able to, and that's my fault. Maybe I've got too many expectations about uh, Adam McKay as a filmmaker, or or whatever. But I just can't take it as just a movie. I can't because I don't feel like the movie is telling me that it's. Just I'm not. A movie. Ta- I'm not taking it as just a movie. I'm just. Right. I'm saying that's like a thing for like. That's like the point for like everyday life is where everybody's like focused on all of these other things, that with the whole time they should have been focused on. You know. Right. right. What was what was really important, which you didn't see till the very end or whatever, you know, which was the only thing that mattered. And I just, I'm just kind of like, wow, you guys wasted a lot of fucking time when you could have just been like at home and shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like these issues they deal with in this movie are so prescient. They're so real. To yeah. to to out them all at the same time, and like have no resolution for any of them like it's a real it's a real fear that we could have a president like that like that's a real thing oh, so can, if, if you're gonna point did. it out what's it? well yeah exactly 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 yeah. so like mm. if you're gonna put up that big glaring sign for me and like warning sign like you're trying to like wake me up to something then tell me what i should do about this then in a creative way where it's still entertaining where it's still entertaining you know and you can do that you can do that as a storyteller. You can do that as a filmmaker. You can make some kind of resolution without just saying that we'll hold hands and have dinner at the end. Because I've seen that movie before. What was it? Fucking the one that came out at the same time as Armageddon. The one with Elijah Wood where the comet actually does hit the earth. And I remember at the end of that one, uh, Morgan Freeman was the president. Taylor Leone was in it. Uh, Taylor Leone ends up fucking... Um, a, a comet ends up... Du- hitting the earth but it doesn't completely destroy it and morgan freeman you know says we'll rebuild and all this and it's super hopeful or whatever but like tay leone goes to stay with her father even though she doesn't have to on the east coast where they're clearly going to get hit by a tidal wave and they meet the tidal wave of the asteroid holding hands a, a deep impact thank you yeah deep impact uh 
there's always two of those movies that come out at the same time, you know, like two volcano movies, two asteroid movies, you know, like there was Babe in that other movie. Yeah, <laughs> right. But anyway, I, I'm just saying I've seen that part before where somebody meets an asteroid with like holding hands and accepting their fate, like, be, be, you know, because humanity failed at trying to destroy an asteroid. Like I've actually seen that movie before. So like, you got to do a little bit for, more for me, even on the terms of entertainment, because I've seen that movie. You know, so yeah. if you're you're not gonna hit it on social commentary and you're not gonna give me a resolution, I've also already seen that bleak ending of an asteroid movie before that happened already in recent memory. So like, you gotta give me a little more, and hmm. way too predictable for me. It, everything that I thought would happen would happen. I thought you know like I didn't know why exactly the nuclear missiles would come down, but I'm like that's not gonna succeed. You know, and then like, you know, that Mark Rylance's plan isn't going to succeed. That's how skeptical the movie and, and cynical the movie is. Of course, it's not going to succeed. There's no I never have one thought in my mind that, oh, maybe it'll actually work. No, it won't work. It's fucking doomed. Right. And then so like it's got to have something for you at the end if you're already expecting all that stuff. And then I'm like, well, they're just going to accept their fate and die. Well, yeah. What else can they do at this point? OK, well. Thanks for thanks for movie movie. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, just so you yeah. know that uh, that rocket took uh, right at the like that second uh, scene or whatever at the end. It yeah. took twenty two thousand years for them to get to whatever planet is for Meryl Streep to get her face out, eaten off by an alien Dude, uh, velociraptor. But I have to emphasize again. the Brontorock. Brontorock. My my apologies. Cause remember, because remember, Bash says. Like, he knows how everyone's going to die, and it was like, it says here you're going to get killed by a Brontorak, and she's, <laughs> he's like, we still haven't figured out what that is, and then the last scene of the movie, uh, that's why he's like, oh, well, that's a Brontorak, that's how he knows, he's like, because it kills her right away, I don't know, I thought that was like... I'll say some good things about really it, I'll, I'll, I'll say some good things about it, I want you shit on it, uh, Meryl Streep is great, uh, do you guys really think that was for real Meryl Streep's naked butt or what? Why not? Why not? Do you think? Do you think so? She went naked, butt for. She fucking... looked fabulous. Well, I'm just saying. She had a stunt butt. Was was that street butt or not? I don't know. I think so. I think so. Yeah, it probably was. She looked pretty great. brave. Seventy two years old, right? Dude, it's the end of the world Why as not? you know it, man. Why you not? just got shot up in a rocket. And now you're seeing some branch rock monster. It's funny. Whatever. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, she yeah she was great. Jonah Hill. Dude, he was annoying in this movie. He was, I thought he played that annoying, part. Like, I just want to thank God for stuff. <laughs> I've kind of seen him do that character before, though, man. I've, I've mm. seen him do that character. And especially Mark Rylance as the billionaire bash Dude, guy. He, I've seen character. him do that character, too. He did that character in Ready Player One. He, he, played, one, he, he was extremely annoying. He played, like, that same character in Ready Player One, man. What did you think of DiCaprio? He was good. He, he was, was good. good. You know what I thought was really interesting? They actually gave DiCaprio, like, a, a normal wife. Yeah, right? Yeah. You know, instead of, right. like, you know, making it, like, you know, it was like, okay, yeah. like, she's not. Yeah. She's just. I have to appreciate wife. that. Yeah, because, you know, in, in these movies, it's a trope me and Christine always talk about, and we called it out as soon as the movie started. But, uh, 
there's always the trope of the rock and roll scientist. Yes. In in these type of movies, whether you watch like whether you watch like Species or like something like that, there's always like these super badass climatologists or something. Oh yeah. That wear like leather jackets and they have piercings and tattoos, you know. And they're listening to Wu Tang Clan, you know. She knows all the words to it. Yeah, she just knows all the words to Wu Tang Clan. She's got nose rings. She's a rock and roll scientist. Got a sweet mullet going on. That's science, man. I love Jennifer Lawrence, but yeah, the the I called out the trope of the rock and roll scientist really quick. Yeah, we were like, oh, yeah. oh, it's this one. Yeah, but it, you know what? It just uh, look, it, it it offends me. See, but have you met like actual scientists in school? Because like a lot of the ones that I knew were mm. that I worked with were actually like that. Yeah, they're right. actually more likely to be like that than they are not to be like that. Right. Especially in school. So Trisha only hangs out with the cool scientists, the not those nerdy no, I just worked ones. at a chemical. I worked with, with like I worked with PhD chemists like forever, and they were more like that than not. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's nice. just pretty much. Well, you guys hate it. I really enjoyed no, it. I, I think it. a lot of people. I think more people should actually watch it because maybe somebody, maybe if even if like one person like can change their perspective of how things are going here, it would be useful but whatever <laughs> whatever you made me feel, you made me feel fucking sad just super hurt. I didn't like dude it. i had to watch a bunch of monsters after this to make my brain feel better because i'm like wow i just didn't care for yeah it, i was sure. like i'm tired i just didn't care for it it's all right i'll watch the next That's thing fine. that you suggest it's okay don't feel hurt yeah i know okay. you know it's disappointing though when you recommend something to your friends and you want people to like the things you like, and especially the people that you like. You want the people that you like to like the things you like so you can have a shared experience and you both can be fans of a yeah. thing. It's it's enjoyable yeah. to both be fans of a thing. It's cool when it's kinda cool when you're only fan of a band and you have to like turn all your friends onto it and then they get to like it and now you're all friends of, you know, whoever. You know, like it's it's cool to have that shared experience and it's kinda disappointing when you to try to turn your fans or your friends on to like something and they're like that sucks but that's but the at thing least about go ahead being friends is that we can say we yeah can it sucked it. but we can talk about it and still have a good right. time because if trisha suggests something else i'm totally gonna check it out yeah. because like chances are i might actually like it it's totally okay for friends to disagree on things as why as long as you explain why you think like that you know, and have a discussion about it. Like, that's what this podcast is about. Like, we don't always agree on things, but we can come together as friends, give a real reason why we don't like it, rather than say, ah, I just, yeah, I just wasn't feeling it. You know what I mean? Like, I really, it's, it, I feel it's my responsibility, because I know Trisha likes this movie, for me to explain to her exactly why I don't like it. And whether she likes my explanation or not, she has to know that as her friend, I'm, telling her the fucking truth you know of how i feel right 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 right. yeah and and it's that kind of respect and 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 if more people had more respect for each other like that enough to explain themselves we would be in better positions than like this movie shows us you know where we don't talk things out everything is a meme you know like nothing you know like nothing serious should be a meme you know, we should talk these kind of things out. We should sit down and, and, and find humor in, in our ridiculousness and our ignorance and, you know, our weaknesses, but also try to learn from them. I love a dark movie. I love a dark ending of a movie. 
But when you're dealing with things that are too real, when you're dealing with things that are too real and too prescient and you have the voice, you have the opportunity to teach a lesson, to teach a lesson or at least attempt to come to some kind of answer as a society, as, as, as artists, as, as filmmakers, directors, actors, whatever you are involved in making that art, it's not just a commercial product. It is an art form. And, and art and social commentary have always gone together. They've always gone together. Mm-hmm. Do, are they able to show the dark side of life and has cynicism? And can we appreciate that? 100%. But when things are too real, you have the opportunity. You have the voice. Use it. Fucking use it. And to, to have that platform and not use it and to have all that money and that opportunity and to not use it, that offends me, man. That fucking offends me. You've got the opportunity to change things. No, our polit- our politicians aren't doing the right things. No, there's fucking weirdos out there, you know, shooting up places and doing all these crazy things and we're wrecked by a virus and we can't trust anybody. But you have the opportunity right now. You have the opportunity and you have the talent. You've got one of the most talented casts I've ever seen in my life. One of the most talented directors I've ever seen in my life. Original voice. You've got that platform and to not use it Man, that's a big miss for me, man. Hmm. You could have been culturally significant and instead you decided to be cynical and that's not what we need in the world right now. We we don't need more cynicism, I don't think. We we've got yeah. plenty of cynicism. And that movie shows this movie shows us that. So what do we do about it, man? How do we come together? I don't together? know, man. I actually thought I, I I actually just I personally thought that it it shows that uh People are just oblivious, not cynical. I think they're oblivious because they are so cynical, though, about even human interaction. You know what I mean? Before we even get to the point of discussion, we're avoiding it altogether. You know, whether whether it's caused by a virus or not, you know, like, we're not going out and talking shit out, man. And, and, any, and whenever we do feel comfortable enough to leave our houses, the interactions end up being so extreme that, like, nothing gets solved, man. No. Well, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, well, in the internet, all the interactions, though, like, are, are superficial. Like, I just kind of felt like this was, like, addressing how, I mean, it's. I feel like it's addressing exactly that, though, that everything is just, like, so superficial. And things are just, like, and, like, maybe people can't see the whole picture for what it actually is and this puts it out like we're watching fucking bullshit tv shows where everything has to be fucking you know fucking awesome and wonderful and we're only gonna you know or we're only gonna address like these talking points or we're gonna ignore something completely we're not even gonna agree on like what is like reported and then everyone's just gonna like react with fucking memes and like whatever i mean like it kind of like it is overwhelming but i kind of think it's like when you put it all together, I'm like, that is like a clear representation yeah. of this point in time of what society like looks like. And it's kind of okay. like maybe some people only see a part of that or they don't see the whole picture. And maybe this movie will make them see like the whole, you know, not just the sum of its parts. I hope you're right. Mm. I hope you're yeah, right. Maybe we'll I'm see. too cynical. Maybe I'm too cynical. Maybe you're, think... Yeah, maybe you're the cynical one. Maybe I am. Maybe I am 100%. I might be. I might be too mm. jaded to see the hope that this movie offered. But I just, you know, wish it had taken a step farther. When when yeah. you have that platform, 
and things are as dire as they are, I don't disagree with the things in this movie. You know what I mean? Like, oh, no, no, no. I, I, I 100% agree. It's just, I'm like, I, I just think when you have that yeah. platform, man, you got to use it. And, uh, yeah. And I, I mean, that's, I guess that's where we disagree, where, like, yeah. I feel like they did, where it's like, it's, if maybe it just feels overwhelming because it was like, you just put, you just put our society as a whole into two hours, a span of two hours, and, mm-hmm. like, you recognize every single one of those things. Yep. And it's like, it's like, okay, well, yeah, we do got to do better because that's how things are. And, like, yeah. if you think this movie was disappointing mm-hmm. and maybe, like, there's, you know, maybe you feel like you're a part of these things. Like, maybe you oh, should, sure. like, think about what you can do as an individual and not do these things or something. Absolutely. I don't know. That's, I mean, that's, like, that's kind of, like, how I got out of it. I was like, oh, yeah, like, social media is kind of the fucking devil and all these bullshit yep. television shows that people insist on fucking watching and that yep. they just get fucking put out everywhere. I was just like, well, maybe it'll make you think about, like, not doing that or not following that or, you know, maybe, I, like, break the pattern a little. You know what? I did really like. We got to wrap this up in a second, but I did really like that one storytelling device that he used. Excuse me, um, where he showed the Bachelor type show on the TV. At that point in the movie, when he like showed that show, it was really effective and glaring, like how ridiculous it was for somebody to be watching something like that yeah. at that point in time. But knowing that that kind of thing is actually happening and feeling even more gross for, like, the people that you know, like, in your life that are really absorbed in those kind of things. You know what I mean? I'm not criticizing anybody. You watch whatever you want to watch. We all get through the day how we get through the day, okay? I'm not coming down to anybody. But in, in that point in the story, to show, like, that Bachelor-type show and, like, people actually yep. watching that was, like, my God. God, people, how could you? But also at the same time, the horror knowing that really is happening. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Fuck! I mean, yeah, Fuck! That's, yeah. Fuck! Yeah. yeah. Fuck! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it made me feel gross. And Fuck! Like, yeah. <laughs> all right, I'm sorry. I'm done. I'm done. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was all just meant to make people feel uncomfortable. No, you it, know, it, it and if you feel was. uncomfortable about seeing it like yep. this, then like, probably you know, maybe, yep. maybe. Maybe there are things that you should be doing in your own life differently. Yep. You're you're 100% right. It, it, most most of being mad really usually is something about you don't like in yourself. And it, you're right. Most of it probably <laughs> comes from I'm not doing enough for myself to, to change the way things are. And if I see things so fucking clearly, why aren't I changing them? Well, you know what? I'm trying to do my little piece by making this podcast where we talk about things. Even if they're as superficial as movies and things like that, sometimes they do come to social commentary. Because we are talking about art on this show. Whether it's TV or (laughs) movies or music or whatever we're talking about. And those things have started revolutions in the past. Okay, people, governments have used them as propaganda tools. You know, music, media, art, all of that stuff. So, you know, and... You know, if we're talking about those things, it's eventually going to come up, you know, and uh, so it gets a little heavy sometimes, but that's what art and does. And then maybe the government will show up and put bags over our head and put us on a card and Hopefully. Shut, tell us to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were some laughs in there, definitely. Uh, Christine, anything to wrap No, up? I was going to say, like, at the end, like, you know, where everyone's kind of freaking out and, like, just try, like, trying to do as many things as once, and it's like, 
just live your lives, but also just like be aware of what's going on around you. Like, I mean, if you're really like fed up with your jobs or just like doing like bad things to people and you want to do like good things with your family, just go and do that. Yeah. But be safe about it. Be safe. Do what you got to do. You've only got one life. Yeah. Carpe diem, dude. And uh, yeah, just do it and be safe and enjoy life as best you can because there's doom and gloom around every corner. All right, guys, let's wrap it up. Uh, it's been fun. It was fun having all four of us on the show again. Uh, that intro was fun. We got to hear about Trisha's liver, which was fun. My liver. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to save you, Hang little buddy. I believe in you. Yeah, and thanks to Nick for joining us to talk about the book of Boba Fett, even though he didn't like it very much and I liked it a lot. So we have a lot of opposing viewpoints on the show tonight, but we all were hmm. able to remain friends and somehow still go on despite that. How does that work? I think we're doing our little part in the world to bring people together. So thank you for listening to episode 83 of Radio Free Galaxy. Thanks to Adam and Nick and Trisha and Christine. We'll see you next time. Toodles.